welcome to episode 8 of Head of a Codfish, a podcast about modern working families. I'm your podcast producer and host Hayley. So this is episode 8, which might not sound like much to you, but in podcast production world you often hear the statistic that many podcasts experience pod fade and disappear around episode 7. So making it to episode 8 is a bit of a milestone and is supposed to greatly increase your chances of making it to 100 episodes. So there it is, you're stuck with me for a long time now. Not only is it an important episode due to that dubious milestone, but Victoria also gets a very big gold star for being the first person to volunteer to be involved, which I appreciate so very much. Thank you, Victoria. She is also the first person I've interviewed that is part of a two-parents working full-time family, so that brings a different perspective to our discussions. So, as usual, if you want to contact me or listen to past episodes or want to find out a bit more about the how and why of this podcast, go to www.headofacodfish.com. If you like the Facebook page for this podcast, you may have noticed that I published something new recently. I have a few listeners that are having their first podcast experience with Head of a Codfish, which I think is awesome, and I thank you very much for that. But as this podcast only comes out once a fortnight, those people are looking for some content to load into their podcast listening apps. I have created a fairly long list of other podcasts that I have either listened to or know come highly recommended, and I've divided it into topics to help you find something that may interest you. You can find this at www.headofacodfish.com slash podcast list. So have a bit of a look around and see what from the list might interest you. Also, if you want to be able to chat to other working parents that are facing similar things that you and your family are, you can join the closed Facebook group associated with this podcast. To find it, you can go to www.headofacodfish.com slash codfish squad. This is very much a no-judgment group where we can listen to each other and support each other in a private environment. So enough from me. Here is my interview with Victoria. First question, how much sleep are you getting on a scale from newborn to teenager? About halfway. Um, I think I was having a lot less sleep not long ago. Okay. Um, but when daylight saving switched over and everyone started getting up at 5.30, well, except for my husband, um, I started then going to bed earlier. So actually getting a lot more sleep, which That's is, I think, good. Good. <laughs> yeah. So how did you... We seem to be getting less sleep now <laughs> with change of daylight savings. How are you getting more? Yeah, well, I used to get up at quarter to six in the morning. So I'm not sure why 15 minutes has made such a big difference because I used to go to bed midnight sometime afterwards. So, yep. you know, five, six hours sleep at best a yeah. night. Yep. Um, but for some reason now, just that extra 15 minutes up earlier in the morning, I'm sort of going to bed probably a good, you know, 11 o'clock or yeah, right. earlier. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm doing That's probably not a bad thing. I mean, I just, yeah. I'm finding just as I'm getting older, I can't, because I'm a bit of a night owl. Yes. Tend to do a lot of stuff at night. Same. I'm quite productive at night. And it's just disappointing me that as I'm getting older, I just can't do it as much. Yeah. And I just need, yeah, I can't handle it as well as I used to be able to. And it's like, no, I don't want to lose <laughs> my most productive 
part of the day. Absolutely. Just because I can't stay awake. Yeah. And I was always a night owl, especially because studying and working from home for so many yeah. years. Um, I would not get as much done during the day, so I would could get in a solid five hours at night when the kids were in bed. Um, so I'd you know work until one o'clock in yeah. the morning or something. Yeah. And so and then when I was doing my masters, it was this constant. Okay, working during the day, getting home, kids into bed. Now I have to study because I've got an assignment due. So you would be up until stupid hours of the night trying yeah. to read and, yep. and document. I've done that. <laughs> been there, done that. <laughs> so it was really hard to get out of that. I think once I finished, I would still sit up in the middle of the night just reading stuff. I'm like, I don't have to read yeah, this. Yeah. I can actually do something else. But yeah, um, that was yeah. just your, your rhythm by then. Yep. Okay, so to start with, can you tell me about who's in your family and how they're occupied with work and, well, school really for you? Yep, both at school. Um, so there's my husband um, and he works in IT as a manager. I have my youngest daughter is in year one and my eldest is in year three at school. So Okay. And myself. And, yep. Um, and I work full-time for the government, so my husband's full-time working as well. Yep. Um, so that's long hours, especially more so because it's a long commute for yes, me. So yeah. it's a, you know, can be on a good day, it's 40 minutes. On a bad day, it's over an hour. Um, yeah, right. And depends on how far away my projects are, you can add another 20 minutes or so yeah. onto that as well. So. Yeah, so that's something. I mean, we, we're in, a, in Australia, in Adelaide, we consider that quite long. Yep. When I was living in England, um, well, I only used to do it twice a week, but it used to be to drive on a Monday morning from where I live to where I work was about three hours. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That was, there was like, I had to drive down the M1 and the M1's like, you know, massive lane road and they were doing roadworks at the time so that made it quite a bit longer. I used to get to the roadworks and it was only about, my sat-nav always used to say it was about another 10 minutes and those last 10 minutes would take 45 minutes. Um, But, yeah, I'd have to get up so early in the morning on Monday mornings to drive down. But I worked with people that drove, like, two hours to get to work. More consistent. As I said, I only did it Monday morning and Friday afternoon. Um, But they used to do it multiple times a week, and it's it's just a lot more normal to have a really long commute. So we kind of think that, yeah, an hour – it's yep. a long time. It's like, oh, that was a short, short commute. Even like when I, when I live closer, um, it used to, I don't know, what was it? If I drove into work, say so I used to work on weekends sometimes and it used to take maybe 15, 20 minutes. Yes. Um, but when I used to drive in the morning, so this is what I was doing every morning. Um, it was closer to an hour. Yeah. And that's just just congestion. Yeah, time of the day and yeah. week and everything. Yeah. <laughs> and that's that's with me. If I leave before seven thirty, then yep. I'm pretty good at getting down there in, you know, sometimes forty minutes. Um, but if I click over a bit past seven thirty, quarter to eight, then I can sometimes not get there till nine in the morning. Which mm. you then get there and you're like, Oh god, I've already like, you know, I feel behind already. Yes. Um We've talked about that before. Just yeah. The impact of starting late for whatever reason for a commute yep. or for dropping someone off or something. Yep. Just the impact on your um, state of mind for the start oh, of the no. day. Yeah. Um, yeah. Especially, yeah, because I've got to pick up the kids. So I have to leave basically five o'clock or 10 past at the absolute latest yes, to yep. get back in time to pick up the kids from Osh. Yep. Uh, but so 
yeah, I've got to really kind of get out of the house on yep. time. Otherwise yep. I, yeah, then kind of paying for it at the end of the day. Yeah. So what are your parenting superpowers? I don't think I have any superpowers. I think it's more project management. <laughs> I mean, so I mean, <laughs> are you delivering this project on time? <laughs> Not always. And are you sticking to the project budget? <laughs> oh, Budget's not too bad. Budget's not too bad. <laughs> Scheduling, well, that often fluctuates as the weeks go by. Um, but I think a lot of it is just trying to be organised because um, I've got to cook. You know, everyone eats different food with food allergies yep. in the house and things like that. It's constantly planning, you know, tonight was three different meals for dinner. Yeah, and okay. so it's kind of going, it's frustrating um, yeah. But I kind of that's where we've landed. And so I've got to be organised kind of the night before, right, what are we eating the next day and then doing lunches. And because the kids eat slow, I try and. Um, <laughs> you have slow eaters too, don't very, you? I yeah, have slow eaters slow. as well. Yeah, it's painful. Oh, it is painful. Like we'll get, the girls will get up in the morning and they've got plenty of time and they'll spend 45 minutes eating breakfast. Yeah. Like it's breakfast. Yeah. I know, there's not much to it. I know, it's so frustrating. Oh, slow. <laughs> and I like so I was kind of trying to take advantage of that at dinner time because I eat quickly and I think you learn that from when you have kids oh yeah definitely Cause, cause, yeah because sometimes you like you put the baby down and you're like dinner's hot and within five minutes they're crying they yeah, want your attention yeah, so yeah. I think you, you learn do learn to, to just eat very quickly very yeah. rapidly even when you don't need to I mean my girls are getting a bit older now and so I kind of a bit past that but I still find I just sit down and eat and eat, and eat really quickly yeah. and then I was like oh well, and then I'll you know try and get the youngest one to eat because she's terrible she's trying to climb up on the table yeah. and what so I'm <laughs> like you know I'm, I'm you stop I finish mine and go on to yeah. trying to get her to eat but yeah, yeah. you just you get into that fast that's eating eat. I'm sure there's someone that says that's, that's it's quite bad it, it probably is very bad for us but I think at least we get a hot meal yeah. <laughs> I think that's that's where it comes from that's but, right but while they're still eating I'm like okay make sure the dishes are finished from yep. cooking and trying to do makeup formula because my youngest is still on formula and lots of medications and stuff so yep. it's kind of like a, it's a bit of organizing with all that, that yeah. out and trying to get that and starting lunches then so that at least then when they're not eating, we can actually have quality time together and read and talk and play and stuff. And then at least when they're in bed, I'm not having to do, you know, all those extra jobs again later. So I'm kind of trying to get as much done as quickly as possible so that I actually get some time (laughs) out. But um, because we get up at 5.30 in the morning now, it actually makes the morning – Morning's much less stressful for everyone. Okay. Because the kids get up. They can stuff around. They can take yeah, 40 minutes to eat okay. their breakfast and, and they not- can play and do whatever. And, yeah, it's just, you know, we can still get out of the house on time or early. And Yeah, yeah right. It actually, I think it makes it a lot less stressful for all yep. of us, but that's if your kids are actually willing to get up. <laughs> At 5.30, one thing it's great. But. Yeah, well, I mean, lots of kids are early birds, aren't they? So, yeah. yeah. Yeah, but I've got friends, their kids are you know, yeah. 7.30 and they're still dragging them out dragging of bed. Dragging them out of bed, yeah. They're the same age, so yeah. I think it's a bit of luck of the draw. Yeah, that that's one. right. So what about your husband? Does he have a parenting superpower? 
Probably storytelling. Yeah. I okay. Yeah. Oh, I haven't heard one of his, his yeah. stories. Yeah. He's he's really great at stories, remembering stories. Um, I'm sure some get exaggerated <laughs> from from what's happened, but he just remembers everything about movies and and things. So okay. he can reiterate everything. But you know, we read lots of books to the girls, yeah. and he just plays all these characters, you know, so beautifully. And he's got the children doing that as well. So wow. when you know, it's great. If I'm not home or something one night, they'll sit down with a book and they'll all be a different character and, you know, the, 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 both the girls kind of really get into it. And, um, yeah, and so it makes it just I don't know, a bit more fun than just kind of reading it. Yep. And, yeah, we both really get into into books and stuff. But I think, yeah, that and he's he's more fun at bedtime. I'm more like, right, it's bedtime, got to calm down, got to get quiet yeah, and everything. Yeah. And he's like, tickle, laughter, <laughs> fun. And I'm like, no, come on, we're supposed to be sleeping, not, you know, building energy. But, yeah, yeah he's definitely more fun in that way and I'm a bit more um, time to go to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> well, it kind of works having one like keeping an eye on things doesn't it yeah if you're both like okay we have to calm down now we have to do it like it would just be a bit boring yeah but yeah it kind of works having different people providing different influences and different uh tempos or yeah yeah Yeah, definitely and but there is some nights and i'm like just don't do it tonight they're really tired they're really grumpy they just need to sleep sleep. (laughs) and then of course if he does then they get grumpy and i'm like told you (laughs) so obviously your two are at school um but how is i guess dropping off and picking up and Mm -hmm. all that managed in your household yep um so my husband does drop-offs in the morning Mm -hmm. uh so that works well but that's monday to thursday okay except for alternate tuesdays (laughs) it's a bit of a process um my youngest has a psychologist appointment on a Tuesday morning, okay. which is at 8 a.m. Okay. So I kind of drop one at Osh, go back to the psychology appointment, and then drop the other one okay. back at yep. school. Um, and he does pick up that day. And that often works well because we have council meetings on a Tuesday night. Okay. So that often requires, you know, being out there late. And um, so yeah, okay. So you can do you can do the early or the the drop off, and then not the pick up. I assume, yeah. and then yeah. you can, it allows you to yeah to accommodate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That requirement. Yeah, and um, and then I do pick up on those nights, uh, and then Friday we switch it. So I do the drop off, yep. and you know, search the school for the lost property and things that have gone missing during the week. <laughs> Isn't that right? Oh, like, oh yeah, we've lost so much stuff this year. I think I need to take out shares in Tupperware. <laughs> we don't do too badly. Yeah. We generally recover most things that have yep. been lost. Um, but, yeah, it's hard. It's Yeah, it's a bit frustrating. We've, yeah, we've, we've managed keeping hold of the clothes, which is good because that's more expensive. So <laughs> yeah. the jumpers and that, yep. you know, it's good we've maintained those this year. But, yeah, just the lunch boxes, and, mm. the, and I'm like, how can mm. you lose something that's, you know, 30 centimetres long and 15 centimetres wide. Like, how can you do something so big? But my youngest is like, oh, I don't know where it is. And it's going to walk around the school. And So yeah. um, where my girls go to school, they have a bit of a spot near where the reception building, at the end of the reception building, it's a, some pigeonhole type 
shelf yep. things. And just pretty much anything that's found around that area just gets put there. So if you uh, go to pick them up or that's the next day you go to unpack and there's something missing, you, you generally go there and nine times out of ten it's on the shelves oh. there. Um, As is in about five different bins across the school. <laughs> like each building has well, their own yeah, bin. Yeah, yeah. And then so, Osh has their own Two garbage bins, like, full of stuff. <laughs> so there is, like, actual prop, lo- proper lost property somewhere yeah. else, but this is just, like, for the receptions because I guess they're the ones that yeah. tend to lose stuff more. Um, so my youngest, who's just started this year, I'll maybe look in her bag and so yep. I pick her up. And I say, oh, where's your lunchbox? Oh, it's over there. And she's just ate, eaten her lunch and just gone and sat it in the yep. kind of lost property section. <laughs> I'm like, so mum will find it there. So you were organised enough to know what to do something with it. It's not like he just ate and ran off and it's still sitting at your seat. You knew to do something with it, yep. but you knew to put it in lost property <laughs> instead of in your bag. Uh, like, close so, enough. Well, I mean, we recover. Like I said, yep. nine times out of ten, something's yep. missing, you find it there. Yeah. So it's, you know, we do pretty well. We haven't lost that much stuff. So I uh, I guess it's a transition, isn't it? It is a bit. My my youngest did learn the lesson one day and she left her lunch back box out at recess on the table and the teacher didn't say anything about it. They got back there at lunch and all the birds were around her eating her lunch and she's like, I've got no lunch. It's like, well, have you learned your lesson yeah, now that you need to yeah. actually put it, you know, Good in lesson. the bag again? Because it's no one telling you. It's the birds. It's not exactly. like it's not yeah. the teacher saying I have to do it. It's not mum saying I have to do it. It's the birds. It's the birds. <laughs> birds. Um, um, and I guess, yeah, with the Fridays, um, I do – the, or my, I do the drop off. My husband does the pick up, mm-hmm. and then I buy a takeaway yep. on the way home. Yep. So that I'm supposed to get a night off. I still have to cook for my youngest, but yeah. it's almost a night off of cooking. Yeah. So it's kind of okay. like time to sit down and relax and yeah, yep. not worry about that part of the evening. Yeah, um, sure. Which is good. So yeah, that which well. that part is hard, isn't it? When um when it's a long day and yep. certainly like picking up at six, yeah, and then. Getting home. And getting home and, and getting people fed, everyone fed after that is, is a challenge. We've just in the last six weeks have kind of got into that with a change of jobs, uh, which means we, we do have not many days, but some days <laughs> where my husband and I leave work, we go to the different places where we pick up and then yep. kind of both get Meet home yep. about the same time and have that whole, yeah, six o'clock and they're kind of hungry really. <laughs> they are and it's... You know, it depends on what you're cooking. Like, it's hard to get the food on the table really quickly. Yeah. Um, cause we cook, everything's fresh. Yeah. Like, you know, just because of the food that my youngest eats, it's kind of like steamed veggies every night. So, mm. you know, even in your best timing on that, you're still at least 20 minutes. Just yeah. To kind yeah. Of to, to, steam, to water cut, up steam, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. Prep and get it all in and everything. So, yep. and then, you know, as soon as you get home, it's like, no, look at this and look what I've made. And you've kind of got to put that time in to, you know, they want to talk about their day, which I really like about picking them up. Yeah. It's because I can try and, you know, speak to them in the car and, you know, how was your day and what yeah. did you learn? Yeah. And, anything like that which is good um but yeah at the home it's like pulling out the artwork and the homework and all of this and so you can I just can you show me while I cook <laughs> yeah. over here but yeah. they're like no 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 you've got to come and look so yeah that does make it a late night so this week it's been sort of we've been eating before seven or like by around seven I'm like oh come on eat quickly eat quickly so we've got time to you know do stories and yeah yeah do something first. that's not just eating yep. and straight to bed yeah yeah yep. Okay. Do you feel like you had the ability to choose the system that you've got together 
with your family for childcare and work, or do you feel like it was something that was forced upon you? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think it was really forced upon us. I guess when I was working from home for sort of eight years and I was working in development industry, and that crashed. So the amount of work that I had, you know, just slowly kind of petered away yep. and I started looking for, for jobs and trying to find something for sort of someone with my skills was quite challenging mm-hmm. um, and even anything that was sort of part-time or even at a more junior level, they're like, no, you're too experienced, you know, you're going to move on. There was this presumption that, you know, because you've got all this experience behind you yeah. that, yeah, you know, that you wouldn't stay in a the, position for long. Yeah, yeah. So I basically just tried to get whatever I could and was just working in little companies and then um, eventually started to decide I needed to skill up because mm-hmm. my work was very much, I guess, end of, you know, design process, being landscape architecture, there's all the planning and the engineering and everything that happens first and we're kind of at the end. And yep. when the development industri- industry is dead, you're basically kind of last in line. Okay, right. Work. Yep. So yep. I thought I need to kind of get further up that line. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, sure. So, yeah. Thought I'll do a Masters of Planning Urban Design and as I was doing that, um, I was trying to find more work and picked up some internships and short-term jobs with, with companies and that but still looking. And it was either full-time work or nothing. Yeah. And um, so I just, at that point financially, we also needed to look at something else. Um, yep. So because I was previously the breadwinner, so, you know, my wage was almost double my husband's. Yeah, um, so- okay. So for you to kind of experience that change in the industry mm-hmm. um, was quite a big impact. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, it was really hard to take to not be able to get a job as well. Mm-hmm. And I was going, but you're so experienced. Going, yeah, but no one wants to hire me because I'm too experienced. Yeah. And, um, you know, and the industry wasn't looking for people like that at the time. So um, I think that was pretty demoralising. Mm. And my husband had had trouble having work previously, you know, 10 years earlier. Yeah. And it wasn't until I experienced it that I actually really understood yeah, what, okay, he, was going what he was going through. Like I, you know, felt sorry for him at the time and all that, but I don't think you actually really get how demoralising that can be unless mm-hmm. you're in that position. Yep. And, um, yeah, and that had a really big impact on us as a family. Okay, and yep. I think being at home, you know, I was doing whatever work I could. I had sick children. Um, so in and out hospital with them as well as trying to find work and yep. I think you just get caught up in that home and you're kind of isolated by yourself or, yeah. you know, because yep. then when your kids are well, you're kind of like, oh, I don't really want to go out and get sick again and, yeah, you get stuck in this really yeah. bad cycle. Yeah, it's all a diff- difficult combination of things. Yeah. Like work situation and health and, yep. yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was a real juggling act and um, it was hard to kind of – get through that mentally I mm-hmm. think so I never thought I would feel in such a position where I would uh, be facing depression yeah um, for example and um, yeah that was really hard to take and I think the only thing I was sort of had that was trying to get me through that was once a month I would catch up with a group of friends we'd all had premature babies yep. and we would always have dinner once a month but financially I couldn't afford it but I would eat at home and then just go and okay. sit with them. Yep. Yep. So I'm like, it doesn't matter if I can't afford to buy the meal, I can actually sit here and just have the conversation. That should, which is, like yeah, that. what is really you needed at that time. Yeah. 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 More yeah. than the food. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it was the one thing. And then they 
kind of picked out the things, you know, that I wasn't doing so well. And then they, they did a few things for me that I ended up in tears about, you know, really lovely. And um, I think that was kind of the start of the turning point. Um, and, yeah, and then I applied, you know, for a job that I'd applied for the year before and missed out on. Yeah, okay. And it was between me and one other person and my feedback was there was we couldn't split you but they went with the other person. I'm like, well, there was must have been something. What can I do? Yeah. And that was kind of the other thing that led me to go back and do my master's and mm-hmm. skill up. And then, of course, when I applied the second time, I said, oh, look what I've done in nine months. So I've, you know, <laughs> I've started a master's degree. I've done an internship. I've worked here. I've done this. And so I could kind of say, yeah. you know, in nine months I haven't sat there and done nothing. I've done all these things. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, then when I got the job, it just felt like, yeah, the the biggest weight, I guess, off my shoulders and while it meant I knew my time with my children was going to be much shorter mm-hmm. um, and, you know, they would be going to more care and things like that, I think just from a financial and a mental health perspective, I think it certainly had a really big impact on us as a family as yeah, well. Yeah, okay. So you're kind of saying there was circumstances that you wouldn't have necessarily chosen yeah. but you've you've worked within what you've been given. Yeah, and I think it sort of came to the point well, where I didn't feel like I could ask for, you know, doing four days a week or yep. anything like that. Like it was a full-time position and I thought, you know, I just have to take what I can get because it had taken, you know, so yeah, long to get that Yeah, that's right. Job. I, I, I definitely think, um, yeah, when you're coming from that position, mm-hmm. you view it differently. Yeah, it's, it's interesting because there was one of the girls that I used to work with, she would do four days in the office, one day she would work from home. Mm-hmm. And I've kind of thought a few times, oh, maybe I should ask if I could could do that. Yep. Like just to kind of at least have one day where I don't have that, you know, two-hour-plus commute yes. to work and, you know, I judge that kind of week by week as to, you know, would it be a consistent day or would it have to shift around a bit? Um, but I already, you know, I take a bit of a time for an appointment on, you know, fortnightly on a Tuesday and, you know, I there's flexibility if I need it. So yeah. my team leader is really good like that. Like it's like if you need to start later one day and work back or, you yeah. know, switch things out, then that's fine. Um, had a, you know, rough day or a bit of a rough period with my youngest earlier this year. And, and he said, look, if you need to just take a day. Yeah. It doesn't need to be it just a day. Just do what, if it's just a day off for yourself or whatever, you know, you can do that. And I think the fact of just being offered that was, yeah, was enough. Okay. Like I haven't felt the need to now actually take it. Take it. But, but just... I think being offered kind of that. Yeah, if, with it, reducing that pressure a bit of just feeling like I have to do this, I have to do yep. this. Yeah, yep. right. Just just knowing that that pressure was a little bit less. Yeah, just yep. made things feel better. Yeah, yep. interesting. Yeah, so that worked. But my job is it's because there's you know we construction, so it is you know a full time job. Yep. You've got you know multi million dollar projects, and you've got to be there not just for contractors but the community because we're facing the community all the time, mm-hmm. and we get people calling up. Oh, my! I can't get in my driveway, or, or this has happened, and so we've sort of got to be available. And there's yep. only you know we tend to you know our project leader looks after a project okay yeah so, so there's you not, often yeah, don't yeah. have two people on a project um so you're the kind of the face of that and look if you take leave or something like that we set things up but yeah it's, you um, work with that but yeah yeah and you're right you're the projects that you're working on are very public they're in people's streets they're in people's yep communities I, there yep. yeah so um i hadn't really thought about that but yes the community is 
going to want to communicate about that Absolutely. at any given time. Pretty yeah. much. Yep. And they've got our phone numbers and so they ring us frequently. And then you've got media inquiries and, and things like that. So, and I guess the risk of being away when you're at critical points of construction is that the wrong information gets out there or someone makes a decision and you go, no, we've gone down. You know, they don't know the project history and, and stuff. So, yeah. You know, we do things a certain way for certain reasons. Reasons. And, and yeah, to have that background to, to then be able to say something that is beneficial or that's yep. going to help the, the situation. Yeah. It's going to be hard for someone else to yep. step in and. Yeah, kind yeah. of give give those right answers. Yep. Yeah. So where it would be nice to, I think, have, you know, a slightly different working arrangement, I think at the moment it's not really feasible. Our yep. team is at half of its actual yeah, capacity yeah, as, as well. Yeah. Um, so, you know, resource-wise we're really low and I'm one of the more experienced ones in the team. So if I wasn't there for, you know, yeah, a day, a day or, week or something, yeah. it's certainly going to have a pretty big impact on others in the team. So Sure, yeah. Yep. So with the um, arrangements that you've got in place, what do you mm -hmm. think works well? Mm -hmm. um, I think having flexibility when we need it. So um, if we've got a sick child, um, my husband and I kind of take it in turns. Yep. Uh, so it's not just one or the other. Sometimes it's like, well, who's got appointments in yeah. the diary? Who's got consultants over or something? Or who's the closest? Like he's a lot closer than yes, I am. Yes, he is, yeah. <laughs> um, but if he's stuck in something and he's like, I can't leave for an hour because of something, then sometimes it's quicker for me to go there. Yeah. Um, but it also depends on the issue. So if we really need to, my in-laws live sort of 15 minutes away from Mass, which is probably about 20 minutes from school. Yeah, okay. Um, so if we really need to, um, we can sometimes call them and they might be able to go and pick up the child, but it just depends on what the situation yeah, is. Yeah, um, what it is and, yeah, what they're up to. Yep, yeah. <laughs> very much. But we like, you know, it's good to share that load and it, it depends on what you're picking them up for as well. Yeah. So because sometimes I can work from home in that. Um, most of the time, generally, if they're sick, they're often just lying down, not doing much. Yeah, so. well, that's the thing when they get older, isn't it? Kind of once they're school age yep. and they're sick. Yeah, they're quite happy to just lay, watch a movie, read a book, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's when you've the, the kind of like, yeah, baby one, two, yeah, three-year-olds that they're, they're attached. <laughs> yeah. You can't do it. Your, your ability to do something when they're homesick is yeah. a lot less. Yes, yeah. And I think a good thing with both of our jobs is we can both log in to work and so okay. we can almost kind of – we can do work from home quite easily. Yeah. Um, so it's not – not too difficult to sort of go through that. So my husband being in IT, he's got all those yes. systems in place because he does a lot of work from home anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the technology yeah. all kind of um, assists with, with yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Um, are there any downsides to the way that you're doing things? Probably not as much time with the kids okay. as yep. I would like um, and the guilt factor that comes with that. I think you see other people that, you know, pick up their kids straight after school and they get to do other things and or take them to, you know, different sports after school yep. or mm -hmm. activities and things, whereas, you know, the girls do ballet on a weekend. Um, yep. So Saturday mornings are kind of completely out now until after lunch and I think that's going to keep starting to spread into the Saturdays yes. as they get older and go yes. further along with that. Yep. Um, and so I think that's some, mostly the downside is probably the less time yeah. with the kids. Yeah, yeah. But 
I think getting up earlier in the morning, we're having more quality time in the morning. And- yeah, well, that's you're saying if they're not kind of being rushed because any time you, you're trying to push them towards getting out the door, yeah. it doesn't feel very quality time. No. But if it's not a rush, then, yeah, yeah it's going to feel less. Yeah, it's less um, stressful and, you know, we have It's going to feel time. more like family time. Yeah, yeah, it is. And we've actually even found on, on some days that um, – if we leave before seven, which sounds nuts, we actually go to the playground. Yeah, so okay. So I take them to the playground, although at the moment it's not great because things are wet. So. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but, you know, even just taking them out and doing something before they go to Osh or school, mm-hmm. um, they've been really enjoying yeah, that right. as well. Yeah. So I think it's, yeah, so I think we're just trying to reverse the day a bit. So while we don't get as much in After the school. evening, yeah, you're yeah. kind of making the most of, yeah. of the early part of the, of the morning. Of the morning. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I can imagine, well, I mean, your girls are getting a bit older, so they're probably a bit less susceptible to that. Yeah. But they can, their mood can be a lot better in the morning than it can at mm. the end of the day. Oh, so, absolutely. So kind of loading a lot of that quality time into when they're in a better mood, yeah. probably. I can see, I can see the value in that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I think timing for us as well is not just daylight saving, but um, treating one of my daughter's illnesses a bit differently now. Mm-hmm. And so mornings used to take me two hours to get her in a mindset to get dressed to go to school. Okay. So yep. we'd be sort of up at six and it would be by the time dad was taking them off to school at 10 to 7, she would be okay about going to school okay but now but. we've started a new medication mm-hmm. and um yeah she's a you know anxiety levels have dropped hugely okay yeah so she's sleeping better waking up happier mm-hmm. and happier to do all those things and get ready for school in the morning and so that's making a huge difference as well and us being able to do those extra things yeah um, yep Although she is very tired at like six o'clock at night, she's sort of falling asleep and she's eating dinner with kind of prodding her just a bit more. She's like, I'm so tired. I'm like, I know. Maybe you have to eat. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I guess there's wins and losses at either end of the day, but at least we kind of got the good moods in the morning and doing the fun stuff and they're a bit tighter and. And at least then it's story time and things like that. So we'll do more reading and things at night. And, yeah. And, um, yeah, so which is good for hopefully calming down. And yeah, <laughs> yeah, just kind of slowing down. And Yeah. Um, do you find your youngest, is she okay at kind of calming down and sl- slowing the pace down at the end of the day? Or is she one of these ones? So my middle one, she's not so yeah. much now, but she used to just be terrible. Um, she just couldn't slow down yeah she just wanted to go and getting her to sleep i mean she wasn't really bad but just getting her to just change pace was quite difficult she was very full-on yeah um i would arrive at osh and she would run to her idea of a hug was body slamming that you would always be knocked over (laughs) did go through that very sensory seeking and i'd i'd like I felt terrible as a parent because I would flinch. She'd be coming towards me. I'm like, oh, it's going to, you know, it's going to hurt. And she was like five and you go, how can I be like this around my child? But we we taught her she could run but she had to stop just before. Okay. And, and then, then go for the hug. So we yeah, kind of had to okay. separate the whole, I want to see you, but then hug. <laughs> that's that's um, great. So, so we finally got there with that, which was really good. Um, 
but yeah, since since this new medication and everything, because um, previously she would be up reading till nine, ten o'clock at night. Okay. She would go to bed with a stack of ten books, and she would be you would go past that, and she'd be in the moonlight, kind of out the window reading yeah, books right. because she couldn't actually slow down, switch off, and stop, yeah. and yeah, we tried tried a weighted blanket for a while, and mm-hmm. that worked really well. Yep. So we we've got funding through the NDIS and we got one in her funding this year. But now she's sleeping better since the medication. I'm not going to get it because yep. I don't want to spend that money that I don't think we actually need. Now yeah, we've yeah. got another solution. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, she's she's a firecracker, <laughs> full, <laughs> full, full of energy, but she's certainly come down quite a few notches. Um, okay. Yep. So it's, we've sort of six weeks in. To, mm-hmm. on the medication so we're kind of at the the peak of the the i guess the dosage now and yeah so now okay it's kind of the next three months or six weeks is basically to see how that goes yep. um to see whether we need to adjust things but she's um yeah a very different yeah, child okay like yeah. much more calm more able to actually cope mm-hmm. which means like my whole stress levels have just dropped yeah dramatically right. yep um and, you know, I've got a lot of work issues at the moment, um, being a team leader at the moment and other things going on that uh, this is, you know, the timing's being really good because, you know, things are going wrong everywhere. But it's like, yeah, that's fine. That's okay. We'll yeah, get there. It's yeah, all good. I, 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 yeah, I know what you're saying. It's just you've just got a certain level that you can handle. And yeah. if you're kind of stepping into work mm-hmm. and you've already – you're at the peak. You, you've already gone from zero to eight. Yeah. <laughs> and then it doesn't take much to to get kind past that. But yeah, yeah, but if you're kind of if you can get into work and then that's and a two like a two what? or something. Um yeah, you're gonna be able to handle stuff. So in the past, what are some other combinations um of things that you've done with work mm-hmm. and children, childcare? Yep. Um, when I was working from home, mm-hmm. uh, my mother-in-law moved down to Adelaide and she would look after my youngest for a couple of days a week, Yep, which meant I could actually do some productive work during the day rather than majority of it at night, Yep, uh, which helped a lot because we had her in some family daycare, but we could only get, you know, two days a week. Yeah. Uh, and we really loved family daycare. We had a beautiful carer. Yeah. She was amazing. She had between four and five children. Um, but she would take them out every day. Yeah. Um, she would take them to the zoo. And I'm like, I'm not taking five kids to the zoo. But she was <laughs> oh, phenomenal. Yeah. It, it, it's a, it's a, a special kind of person that does family yeah. daycare. Like we've yeah. used two different family daycares. Um, and the, it's just a certain type of people yeah. that do it. Um, and it's yeah. not a type of person that I am. No, no, I couldn't do it. I couldn't do <laughs> um, it. No. But because, I, like, I know when I've picked up a child from family daycare and some of the other kids were sick yeah. and it was just, like, one or two, and the girl was bored today. It was only one kid. It was only two kids. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know. I've got two. <laughs> <You know? laughs> I don't get bored. <laughs> I don't get bored. <laughs> yeah. But they're just so, yeah, so good at what they do. They're just yeah. like, oh, it's not much to do if there's not five or four of them. I know. It was amazing and, you know, She'd take them out to, you know, the local library, to the story times, to mainly music, to, you know, they would go to playgrounds all the time and meet with other groups. And if there was a day, there was one day um, my daughter was the only one. And she she rang me up. She was, oh, can I take her to Glenelg today for the day at the beach? I'm like, 
Sure. <laughs> so, so they went to Glenelg for the day, for a, a day out. Yep. And um, I thought, oh, that's really, really cool. And, yeah, so I really liked, yeah, family daycare. And, and that worked really well. We got, you know, a few days a week and then that slowly built up. So when we sort of got up to, I think, four days a week, then my mother-in-law just had it for one day. Yep. So that was really, really good. It's interesting what you're saying about having – some kind of childcare when you're working from home because I did that as well. Not many people do that, do they? I don't know of many people that work from home but then also use childcare. Yeah, no, I don't know a lot either and I did it without it for a long time because when they were babies and stuff, it it was fine because you knew you could probably get some good solid blocks where they would be sleeping and, you know, if you could get two good blocks during the day, you've kind of knocked off four or five hours of work. Yes, I have, yeah, I've done work when they've been, like more work when they've been younger before they've started going to to childcare. So generally that's been about one that they started going. It's kind of a a sweet spot there where it works and then it just (laughs) goes really downhill because they just want want all this attention and want to play with me and do this and then I want to sleep, I want to eat, I want to, you know. It just seems like not many people think of the option Mm. of working in their own business or working from home um, and and utilising childcare because, I mean, as we were saying, when they're younger you do it and they they kind of evolve and they start walking and they start crawling and pulling things. Things (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and I just kind of went, I think this is not great for her or me. Yes. I don't think I'm working as well. I don't think she's getting as much as what, of what she needs. Yeah. Um, I think it just, yeah, pretty soon just kind of went, I think someone else could be doing a better job and yeah. I could be doing a better job of my work yeah. um, if she's at, as it was, family daycare. Yeah, absolutely. We I had the same thought um, with my youngest, or my eldest, I think she was probably eight or nine months and we started with one day in daycare and then I would go down to our office and work there for a day and it felt like such a luxury because I could have like a cup of tea that actually stayed hot. Yes. That I didn't reheat three times in the microwave <laughs> or find the next day from the previous day. Um, so that was really good. And then just slowly built her up yep. on that. And then when you've kind of got the two, so she was st- still in daycare kind of kindy when I had the second one. And then, you know, daycare wasn't really for her. She had too many other issues yeah, going yep. on. So we needed something a little bit more personal and less exposed to the amount of bugs that are in daycare. So we went down the family daycare path. Yep. And, um, and then the grandparents worked with that. And then family daycare, she had to start sort of cutting back her days just when we got to the perfect balance and we're like everything's perfect and now it's not because now we've got to find somewhere else yeah and so then we're splitting um grandma family daycare and then the local community um daycare kindergarten yeah and that was going well and then suddenly in a couple of weeks i was then heading to italy for two and a oh, half yes, weeks. that's right, yeah. <laughs> and so we thought, okay, we've kind of got everything sorted, so she'll be in, you know, she'll be at the council-run daycare on these two days. She'll be at family daycare this day and at grandma's on this day. Okay, had it all worked out. And then um, I jumped on a plane, left the country, and everything just fell to pieces. <laughs> 
So dear. Family daycare, she got sick and couldn't look after her. Oh, and oh then, as in the carer got sick. Yeah, yeah, the carer got sick. And then so she and she didn't have a backup. I know some family daycare family daycarers have a backup person that can kind of right, if they're yeah. sick on a day or something, they have kind of someone that can step in. Yeah, but she yeah. didn't really have anyone that could do that. And then so I'm on the other side of the world and here my husband, everything's slowly crumbling around uh, him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right, because you kind of just think, oh, you know, things go pretty well. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine for, yeah. for two weeks. Yeah, but no, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> and and they didn't really tell me. I think they thought right. that because um, – you know, I went over to present at a conference and I was only going to go for sort of five days for the conference and a day sort of thing either side. But everyone said, no, you need a break and a holiday. Yep. So you're going to go for, you know, a couple of weeks. And in the end, two and a half weeks, I was away. And, um, yeah, I think my husband put it was when I got back, first four days were hell. <laughs> okay, I'm really glad you didn't tell me. Tell me. <laughs> Here I was wandering around Venice and Cinque Terre while he was going through this lifetime of hell yeah. with the two kids. But he said once he got through that, yep. then suddenly they worked out that it's dad's way on the highway. This is what it yeah. is for the next few weeks. These are yep. the, you know, this is what we need to do to get through the day. And then I think his mum came down and she would come help in the morning to kind of yes. get everyone out the door and, you know, I had meals cooked and everything. So trying to make things as easy as That's, possible. Yeah. See, I when you're saying about kind of adjusting to dad's way and yeah. understanding how it's going to work, I find that when my husband is away is that we always have this transition period mm-hmm. because – yeah, I'm a bit more like the girls understand if I say something, yep. then that's how it is. Yep. Um, I'm less open to persuasion or negotiation. <laughs> so when he goes away, we always do have that few days of transition where they're, they're kind of still trying stuff out, they're testing, and it takes yep. three or four days, and then they kind of adjust. Yep. Uh, and then we go a lot smoother from yeah. there. Yeah. Once they've kind of, yeah. Settled. That's right. This is what it's like when it's just okay. mum. Yeah. Got it. And yeah. I mean, I, I think I say it's, you know, I'm op- less open to negotiation, but I think it's also just when there's one of you, you can be yeah. much more consistent. Yeah. And and you probably don't have the ability to negotiate too much yeah. as well because you yeah, that's need right. to get You're, stuff done exactly. and you don't have yeah. someone that can kind of jump in and if things are falling apart can pick it up for you. You've got to kind of manage that all yourself. Yeah. Yeah, but I guess I think I think it's hard actually as a parent being away. Mm, um, right, It was sort of yeah. the first time I'd been away from the kids and um, I think sort of aside from going to the airport and crying the whole way into the airport, going, what am I doing? What's this decision? Yeah. I'm leaving my kids behind. And then you yep. kind of get on the plane and go, well, I can't turn back. I'm, I'm on my way. Yeah. It is very weird suddenly being childless. Yeah. Um, and not having any of that responsibility. Mm. It's, um yeah, quite unusual to kind of, um, I listened to one of your other podcasts and you were talking about having lunch by yourself. <laughs> yes. And, and yes. you know, just that coming, I can choose what I want and I can go where I want. And yeah, and when you're working away, um, it's like that. You suddenly you get yeah. up and there's this really unusual freedom that you're kind of not quite sure what to do. <laughs> That's right. Like, I, go, well, I might go here today and then you go, 
and I can. Like I don't have to consult with anyone. I don't have to meal plan. I don't have to, you know, look at schedules and timing and all these sort of things. I can just jump on that bus and I can go there and and do this. And I think um, when I came back, I actually said to a few people, I said, listen, every mother should be given this opportunity. (laughs) They should just be put on the plane. You have to be sent to another country. You can't do it here because you're you're too close to the time zones and everything. It's easy to contact. I think you actually have to go to Europe for Australians. If you're in Europe, you've got to come to Australia. Yeah, Um, right. You've got to be opposite side of the world so that you can actually – and, yeah, I think it's – I don't know, it's a bit liberating, I guess. Yeah. Um, and, and you miss your family, of course, you you know. But I think it actually gives you a real break. Yes. Which you don't And you can get. then come back at it refreshed. Yeah, yeah, with yeah. a different perspective and, and things like that. So So what do you think will be your family's next step in the evolution of your family responsibilities? Yeah. Um, I think, you know, we're working on the kids doing more. Okay, so yep. we've got an, an app, which is kind of like a pocket money, but it's got savings and it's now got, they can do little jobs and things like that. So it's a bit of a negotiation with them because some of the things like, you know, we will do that on a weekend. We don't really want to do it on a weekday because we don't really want to make our bed on the morning on a weekday because we'd rather sit down and do something else. Yeah, yeah. And you kind of go, well, it doesn't really matter because no one's going to see the house anyway. So yeah, if their bed doesn't yeah. get made, the world's not going to End. That's right. Um, but if they want to spend the time and practice and do it on the weekend, then, you know, negotiate on that. But um, it's amazing what they'll do for a little bit of pocket money. Yeah, <laughs> and they'll okay. negotiate with each other as well. And so trying to get more of them to be more responsible for that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. tonight was, you know, clearing some things that were left on the table from breakfast and making sure they unpacked everything from their bags and then resetting the table and getting everything ready for dinner and pyjamas on and everything while I was cooking. Yep. Then they could have a little bit of time on the iPad while I finished dinner and then they could come and sit and eat dinner. So just trying to get them to do more to help out yep. rather than just coming home and, you know, doing their own thing. Um, <laughs> yes, because well, I've um, interviewed other people and they've talked about that and they talk about what their kids do. And I'm like, oh, I get my kids to do way more than that. But I think, <sighs> you know, you know what it is? I think it's just um, I have three. Yeah. Um, and to a certain extent it just you just kind of need to. So yes. you put these things in place out of necessity. Yes. <laughs> because you need to be able to get out of the house yeah. at a certain time. Uh, I think either way that you come at it, it's a positive yeah. thing and to it- kind of get them to have more responsibility. So in your um, family's paid work environments, do mm-hmm. you feel like your family responsibilities are well supported? Yeah, I do. Um I think if either of us have na- needed to take time off for family stuff, yep. then it's it's not been an issue. Um, the example I gave before was my boss saying, "If you need to take a day, yep, mental health day, go have a massage, whatever, you can you can take that." Um, but if the kids are sick or, or something like that, it's never been an issue to mm-hmm. take the time off. And it depends on what's going on. Sometimes I'll be like, no, I'll take it as a carer's day or other times actually I'll work from home today because knowing how the child is, I might as well sit and do something productive rather than sitting and doing nothing. Um, but they've always been really supportive of yep. that sort of thing. And I think it's also more so because me and my husband share the load. So it's not always me taking off the time the, the, the time, kids. yeah. Um, I do take off more time but I sort of use it as leave I guess more so um, want to try and set an example for others in the team as well. Yep. Um, you know, my youngest has more appointments and um, 
meetings with specialists and other things. So I tend to, while the, the Tuesday morning regular one isn't booked in as leave, I just, you know, make that up at other times. Mm-hmm. If I've got extra ones, then I just use leave for that, yeah. which I'd rather sort of say, no, I think that's, you know, meetings that go for a few hours, I would rather, you know, cover it like that. Um, so I tend to take the load with yeah. all that sort of stuff. But when it comes to sickness, it's always shared. And my husband's, um, his work's always been supportive of it as well. Yeah. Uh, it's unless, of course, he's got a consultant or someone there, then he's kind of hands tied. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and everyone has leave. that to some degree with yeah. with their job at some point. So when you're saying about setting example for your team, do you mean in that setting the example that it's okay to kind of have this ability to, you know, leave a bit early for an appointment or something? Yeah. Is that what you mean? Yeah. yeah, I think so. And I think it's trying to draw a line between what's reasonable and what's kind of pushing the boundaries okay. a bit. Yeah. I think taking steps or putting things in place yourself and setting an example for a team or for mm-hmm. other people is really important because I think if you have someone at the top of an organisation who doesn't value that or doesn't model that yeah. or doesn't see that as as important, yeah. then, yeah, it, it is very hard for those mm-hmm. conversations to be happening about this would make my life so much easier if I could yeah. just get in half an hour later yeah. on, you know, one day a week or whatever. Yeah. Um, you need people in there that, that are walking the walk to approach the conversation yeah. um, about putting those things in place for themselves. Yeah. And I think that's possibly where stuff like, you know, being offered if I need to take that day, I can. I think that's where that also comes from. Yep. Going is, well, you've been doing all this other stuff and setting that good example and everything. So if you need to take that bit of extra time, you yep. know, it's not a leave day. It's kind of just a mental health day. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, That's okay. So I think it comes back to you if you do the right thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, it depends on your workplace. Oh, and, yeah. And things yeah, like it that. does. But, yeah. Um, Sure. So in your scramble of work and family, have you had any funny or disastrous moments? You have a lot of meltdowns. Oh, gosh, we've had so many meltdowns. Some have been disastrous, some have been funny. (laughs) Right, so it Um, falls into both categories. I think they're more funny after the fact when you kind of look at it and you just go, oh, gosh, you know, we just must look ridiculous at that point. And some days you're better at coping with them. Than not. <laughs> I'm sure there's plenty of disasters when I was overseas, but I just don't think I was ever told about them. Yeah. <laughs> I right. think it was like, what happened when mum was overseas? We'll just leave it. Yeah, we'll just never yeah. speak of it again. Yeah. yeah. I think probably one of the, it was probably more of an odd day. I'm not sure. It was, it was probably, it's funny when I look back on it. And yeah. I actually wonder what the police officer thought at the time. <laughs> um, I'd had a rough day. My youngest. Um, was having an allergic reaction, so she was being sick quite frequently. So mm-hmm. her type of allergy isn't like anaphylaxis, so um, involves being sick and things like that. And um, I was trying to take my eldest to kindy. Mm-hmm. And um, she'd been sick. We'd clean everything up and she'd seemed fine. I thought, surely there's nothing left. Yep. Now we can get <laughs> the other one in the car. And I rang up the kindy and said, look, can someone come out and come collect? Out. Yep. Um, so it's really just drive past, and grab, just a drop, can... sign the piece of paper. You can take. And, and it's not like the younger one was infectious or anything. It yeah, was no, just, it, yeah. It's, it's an allergy, so we know it's not infectious. Otherwise, we wouldn't have taken the illness. But yeah, it was just that. And um, so we're on our way to do that, 
And then it was sort of 8, 8.30 in the morning and we got pulled over by the police <laughs> for a breath test. And I'm just going, I'm looking at you, I'm thinking I've had about three hours sleep. I know I look terrible, but I've <laughs> but not been not. drinking alcohol. Yeah. It would have been better if I had. Yeah. And then I'm getting ready to do the breath test and then my youngest starts vomiting in the back of the car. <laughs> oh, my God. And I'm just sitting there going, and the police officer is looking at me and he's going, you're not having a good day, are you? <laughs> really? No, no. No. I still did the breath test. It was all clear. <laughs> Obviously. And then we went on our way. And I just, yeah, I'm not sure if he kind of felt sorry for yeah. me or what. <laughs> After that, because, of course, you get home then, the whole cleaning up the car from being sick is yeah. never fun. No, no. no. Yeah. So I think that was sort of, yeah, just one of those days. I think I had a glass of wine that night. <laughs> We got through it all. Um, yeah, yeah, that is that is uh, harsh. I think you probably had the first disastrous moment that involved law enforcement officers. So, so well done. Hopefully, I made their day more interesting. <laughs> um, so, is your version of family anything like you thought it would be before you had children? We'd always thought we were going to have three. Okay, like we were always because um, we're like you know. Two's fun, but you know, threes. We'd both come from families mm, with three yeah, children, yeah. and so you kind of always had. I mean, you often had two fighting going against the other, or you know. But three was always a good number, yeah. And we'd always intended that, but with two premature babies and knowing the third would be the same or earlier, mm-hmm. um, we sort of made that decision that we didn't. And me being on bed rest for a majority. Yes. Of pregnancy with the second one and knowing that we were going to be dealing with the same again, yeah. we decided to not put everyone through that. So mm-hmm. I think having the two took us a while to kind of get our okay. heads yeah. around because yeah. we'd always imagined three and we'd built a house for three and we'd had all these, you yeah. know, things okay. like, yeah, yeah, we're going to Just have... steps along the way that you yeah. had um, taken towards that. Yeah. yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So we thought that and I thought that I would probably be doing maybe more work from home mm-hmm. longer um, yeah, okay. Or, you know, I think you kind of think you might have have a child and then go back to work part-time and then kind of go from there. Yeah. Whereas I sort of – I actually worked all the way through both pregnancies and babies and everything in some capacity. Mm-hmm. Certainly much more reduced, but I worked yeah, on, yeah. on the birth of both of them yeah. <laughs> on, the, on the days that were born. One, unintentionally, because we had no idea she was coming. Yeah, that, well, the other that's one right. I knew. Yeah. <laughs> the first year really didn't know, did you? No, no. Seven weeks early was a little bit of a surprise. <laughs> um, but I think, like, coming off of a farm, you know, mum was always there. Like, mm. you know, she worked on the farm, so she was always working. Um, and then as we got older, she then um, – I was in high school. She decided to start studying and things like that. So she was always kind of the mum home and, you know, we'd come home from school and she would be baking and, and things yep. like that. So that was always, you know, something I really enjoyed as a mm. child. And yeah. I kind of thought I would do a bit more of mm-hmm. that. But I guess – the way work is and how things have fallen, you know, financially and, you know, just the way business is these days and I think society's changed so much. I think it has and and the the kind of parenthood deal has changed a lot. Yeah. Like the reality is is that even when you are home, whether that's working or whatever, and the kids come home from school, it's just a different scenario. Mm. I'm, I, like, I have days like that and I'm certainly not baking cake yep. when they get home. I'm yep. trying to organise this and I'm trying to yep. – I've got stuff to do and and probably that's to do with, you know, work or whatever that, you know, our 
mm. mothers didn't have at that time Absolutely. or just, you know, I mean, I grew up in the country as well. We didn't have a lot of after-school activities or all this kind of stuff. It's netball. just so, <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> I was talking to someone about this recently. Winter, basketball in summer. Or no, well, see, we had netball in winter, tennis, tennis. in summer. That was yeah. it. That was, that was the choices yeah. of sport. So yeah. if you didn't like them, that was weren't it. particularly um, skilled in either. It's just too bad. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's just such a different world. It so, is. Yeah. so even if you are home when they get home, you're still too busy. Yeah. You've you still got too many balls in the air to just be dropping down and cooking some scones. Yeah. Yeah, I know. <laughs> as nice as it would be. But, yeah, and there is, there is that expectation that you do more with your kids that I guess yeah, the there is. is, you know, while I feel guilty that they go to OSH and things like that, at OSH offers some really cool programs. They do yeah. like meditation. They've done yeah, yoga. Cool. Um, they're just starting soccer. Yep. So you can sign them up and you don't pay anything extra and mm-hmm. they get to do soccer at Osh and yep. they do cooking and they do they probably do more stuff with the kids than I think I would do with them. Yeah, if you were picking school, them up at school time. At, yeah. At home. So yeah. and it does help with their social interaction. They um learn to generate more friendships. With older and yes. younger children? Yes, it is a bit of a, yeah, because mine haven't been going very long. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it's a different kind of skill set and a different yeah. environment with much older kids. Yeah, and um, it's, it's funny to kind of work th- walk through the schoolyard and then suddenly seeing a year six or year seven going, oh, hi, so-and-so, yeah, and hi, yeah. this, and you go, oh, like, and, you know, that you know that friendship that's there and you go, that probably wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Osh. Yeah. Um, because they do have that bit more close relationship mind you as is one of the biggest oshers in the state is that, that right now goes up to 165 children 165 wow yeah. that is big yeah it's massive so what advice would you give a person who is about to enter the family work life <sighs> stage i think probably be gentle on yourself mm-hmm. um that you can't do everything you can't be everything yeah um it's okay to feel guilty Yep. I think, and I think we put so much, we put so much pressure on ourselves to be the parent that takes the kid to the sport that is at work at, you know, this time and, and doing a really great job all the time. And, um, you know, the, the kids are doing well. And I think, you know, you've got that perfect home and all those sorts of things. I think it's just not feasible to do yep. everything. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to simplify things at home and get rid of stuff I don't need yep. and to try and make that less stressful. I don't think there's any rule book when it comes to it. You're going to get things wrong. Yeah. I think <laughs> you learn, you learn. And what works today isn't necessarily going to work tomorrow. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the challenges. You think you've just got it sorted and then you just put that worked yesterday. Why is it not working today? And you <laughs> yeah. kind of sit there and you get really frustrated yeah. by it. Um, asking for help when you need it. Yep. It's actually really hard. Like, you know, even just asking the in-laws, oh, could you pick up the children on this day because we've got X, Y, Z. Yeah. I feel guilty about doing that, going, we should be self-sufficient. Yeah, I remember when we were kids. Yeah. We often, like, would yeah. get off the bus stop at a different stop or go to a cousin's on a different bus or something. Yeah, like in the country. yeah, you just kind of shared because, it around. I mean, yeah. I, I remember being primary school age and we would, you know, be a weekend or whatever and we'd just decide to go down the coast to a beach somewhere and have a picnic and, you know, there was three of us and we'd probably have an extra each. Yeah. And it would just be, you would just kind of have this whole gang that would just yeah. kind of go and do something and it was just, you know, whatever. Yeah. I don't think we really do that 
No, I think no. it's you know we don't really rely much on neighbours or anything mm, like that. People, that's right. Like, we live where we are is a really strong community. Yep. Um, but you know we have used one of the neighbours to babysit the girls one night, and he was great. I mean, they just slept the whole time, so yeah, he didn't yeah, actually have to do anything. Yeah, so, yeah. and it was good. And his parents were next door, so if he had a problem, he could have just called his mum, and she would have come and helped. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. Um, but then it's kind of like, oh. We don't really want to ask. Like you sort of want to be yeah. self-sufficient. Yes. And I don't know how we kind of break that in society. Yeah. I think it's becoming, you know, our lives yeah, are becoming where that, so. that kind of idea came from and, yeah, how we how we break that down a bit. Yeah. So I think because I think we're really losing Because it's so community. isolating. I think maybe it's because we're from the country and maybe that's what, you know, that's what the country was about and maybe city's not been so yeah, much that. Although yeah. I see other people that kind of do it in the city and I'm like, oh, how do you, you know, <laughs> how do you do, do that? that? Yeah. And it's probably for, for me, you know, because I don't, I'm not there after school. So I'm not speaking to the mums after yeah, school yeah. or before school. Do you know what so I not- find, which is a, a bit of a, <laughs> Odd way of looking at it, maybe. But like, so when I was saying we'd go out for a picnic or something and we'd mm-hmm. just take extra kids, do you know how hard that is to do in reality now with yeah. car seats and cars and whatever? Yeah. And I'm kind of finding now quite a difference between, say, some of my eldest daughter's friends mm-hmm. might just have one child or maybe they've got another that's a bit older or whatever. Yeah. And so they can just go wherever. Wherever, we can just take an extra one, you know, yeah. chuck them in the car, whatever. I've kind of got a full car. Yeah. For me to just grab an extra, which I'm quite happy to do and I have no issue with doing. Yeah. Like organising a car seat somewhere to put it, blah, blah, Yeah. Oh, I can only do this if I drop this kid off with someone else. And it's just such a... So much coordination so required. So much coordination. And I'm like, I, I totally understand car seat safety and I think it's totally required. But it yeah. does actually have an impact on how you help people out and how exactly. you you do stuff for other people and just grab an extra child yeah. or drop someone off at a party or whatever. Yeah. Especially um, with more petite children. They're in car seats longer. Oh, yes, My, yes. She's almost nine and she's still in a car seat because she actually can't meet the requirements yeah, for sitting in not, the seat properly. Yeah. I remember as kids that... I'm sure there's many times we squeezed four or five across the back seat. You just just put two in a seatbelt. You know, you'll be right. I mean, you know, you would have had this as well. I remember being like in the back of the ute and you're just like a (laughs) bunch of kids just jumping in the back of the ute and going somewhere. Just sit down. Yeah, yeah, that's (laughs) right. Um, And, yeah, just like we we had a transit van. So that it had like two rows of seats and then the kind of back seat. So we just like pile kids in there. Yeah. And so the – yeah, like I said. Well, these days you'd be on the 6 o'clock news if we'd done any yeah, of that. Yeah, done that kind of thing. And so, I mean, it, like I said, it's necessary, but it does have quite an impact mm. on what you can do for your people and what yeah. your people can do for you. Yeah. Um, and interestingly, because I've kind of always been this thing with, with cars, I'm just like, I just don't like, you know, your big van type yeah. thing. And I'm just like, it just feels like you're giving up <laughs> Life, it's absolutely. Just like, um, yeah. But then I was talking to someone and who has three older children, and she said it's just been and and th- they don't drive a van, but it is a, a car that has like um, a third rooms. row, yeah, uh, of seats. And she said, yeah, it was one of the best things we did because you can just pick up an extra kid. Yeah, you've got the extra seats. Your three take up the normal back seat day to day. Yeah. 
but you've got more you've got two more seats if you need it and yeah. it's just it's really handy and I was like oh yeah I can see that now yeah like maybe yeah. <laughs> maybe the, the the people mover isn't quite giving up on life quite <laughs> <as much laughs> as maybe not quite a people mover but no, something no, a bit something bigger that, yeah, yeah SUV type thing thing that you can get more than just your children in yeah because um, for example of you know arranging a, a play date one of my daughter's friends and so to to kind of pick her up from school. I have to make sure I walk that day. Yeah. Because otherwise I can't get them home. Uh, the yes. only way I can pick up and bring the extra play date is, is walk. Walking. So I'm like, yeah, we can arrange it for this day. If it's pouring with rain, eh, maybe Umbrellas? not. <laughs> you know, it might be a bit tricky. <laughs> um, well, yeah, trying to keep like kind of four under an umbrella yeah. or something. But yeah, it's just like, yeah, it would be kind of easier yeah. if if you did have a vehicle yeah, that was big and more. horrible, but you could just chuck chuck the extra kids in. The the yeah. extra play date in. Yeah. Yeah, no. It would we've got an extra seat in the middle, so we've got it yes. a bit yeah, yes. easier. But yeah, as is probably yeah, also just being there like I remember as a kid you know, that excitement going, oh, can so-and-so, quick go, yeah. so-and-so's after school. Yeah, that's And your right. would, oh, okay, and you'd all drive to, you know, a friend's house and all the mum would, mums would chat and have tea and coffee and the yeah. kids would play. And, you know, I remember them being, you know, the, some of the, you know, the best afternoons yeah, after school. Yeah, definitely. Like, We're not going home and things oh. like that. So I think it's just such a different world from when we grow up. It is. And it is, yeah. I, I miss the simplicity of what we had, though. Yeah. I think it was just, it was easier. Yeah. Like you kind of look at it and you're going, you know, we didn't grow up with a lot of money or anything like that. So, you know, I keep trying to reiterate that to my children as to how much simpler things were. And, mm. you know, you've got this many dolls. I probably had about, you know, four. Yeah. And and that's what it was. And, and trying to instill some of those things into them. Yeah. Whereas this society is more about they see something on TV, I want it, or so-and-so's got yeah. this, I want to join that club we and buy of, it. And, um not so much with things, but yeah. I know we, we mention a similar kind of thing quite often with just activities, as we were yeah. talking about, like having netball yeah. or tennis or basketball and that's it. Yeah. And so my eldest is like, oh, I want to do this, I want to do this, I want to do this. Yeah, she's oh, tried a few things. Yeah, she, yeah. <laughs> she has tried a few things. She's actually just started a new thing today. Oh. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, but we just kind of say, you know. We we didn't have anywhere near those options yeah. and it's not kind of it's not just expected or it's not to be expected yeah. that that you're just gonna have all this choice and so many yeah. options. Um it's just it, yeah, it's a it's a different, you know, yeah, it's changed. Yeah. And they come at a cost because it's uniforms, it's fees, yes. it's it's all those sorts of things. So yeah. Is- so I remember a while ago, um, when you were kind of saying earlier mm. about um activities and, and not doing as many activities mm-hmm. or whatever. And I remember someone saying to me once, you know, I don't feel like I do enough with my at that stage one child, do enough activities and do all this. And I, I kind of said, It's a really recent idea mm. that that is what we should be doing. Yeah. This this idea that being really involved with lots of different activities and doing lots of things is the ideal is relatively new new concept and yeah, I don't think we need to get in too much of a flap about it. No, I I think you're right because I think um I was watching a TV show on ABC at one point and it was literally the families had their days planned to, to the minute of all these activities. Yep. 
and it was just, you know, the kids were doing so much every week that there was no, none of that family time. Yep. And that that was lost. And part of the show is they made them stop everything yep. for six weeks or, a, you know, it was a reasonable period of period time. It wasn't time. just a week. It was actually just, a reasonable yeah. period. And then it actually, um, completely changed those family dynamics. Suddenly they had time and yep. they were like, you know, you could see that the anxiety thinking we've got to be somewhere, but actually we don't. Yeah. And then they were like doing things. They started, you know, riding their bikes together or they would go out for meals or they would play games or they would do other things together. Mm-hmm. And because it not only frees up the time of the children, but the time of the parents yeah. as well. Yeah. And then suddenly life doesn't need to be so busy and so hectic. And yeah. you can actually spend time doing the simple things. And, yeah, I think it was really interesting, although when it got to the end, a majority of them went back to crazy lives again. Yeah, okay. But some did find a balance between the two. Yep. They actually go, actually, maybe that's not what we need. Maybe Mm. we do need, okay, some activities is good. Yeah. But it's finding a good balance between. Yeah, in in theory, this is what we feel like we should be doing, but it just creates in itself so much stress. Yeah. Not so much stress, but, yeah, always, you know, trying to get somewhere on time and, as I said, my eldest has started another activity today and she, there's equipment that she was meant to have but she yeah. didn't have. And so now it's like, oh, we have to go and buy this stuff <laughs> because the other kids had it. Um, but it just all these things bring with them their own stress. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether it's financial we- <laughs> or emotional stress for the child because they didn't have the thing that the others did. Yep. And, yeah, you sort of wonder how much of it's worth it. And I wonder whether the expectation of all these activities is coming from is to try and give your child the head start. So, you know, when they go to school and into their careers and things like that going, you know, oh, look, my child was the grand gymnastics champion when they were 10. Yeah, you know, you get yeah, the 50 right. things on the resume, you know, I'm wondering if, uh, if yeah, that's, know. you know, some of the stuff and the competitiveness is that, oh, look, my child is better than your child and, you know, so they're doing 20 sports or whatever ridiculous <laughs> thing they're doing. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, maybe some of that comes from that competitiveness of some people and I yeah, think maybe the rest possibly. of us maybe kind of get caught up in it a little bit then wait up, go, wait up. We don't need to yeah, do that. Yeah, we don't need to buy into that that yeah. idea that this is what we need to be doing or this mm. is what we should be aiming for. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I think that's all. Excellent. Thank you very much. No worries, thank you.